A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Euros All Access podcast is proudly sponsored by Vauxhall. Before we kickstart today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to make sure that all of our listeners are aware of the Vauxhall ELCV range. If you don't know what I'm referring to, it is the best-selling electric van range from Vauxhall, which is driving innovation in 2024 with its modern facelifted design and improved electric technology. Now, I know the transition to an electric vehicle can sometimes feel daunting, but rest assured that when you choose Vauxhall, you're in the safest of hands. The ELC V range is designed to be as accessible as a diesel van. With an electric range of up to 261 miles and with one year's free public charging included, you will find it cheaper to run too. If you are already thinking of making the leap to an all-electric vehicle, then consider this your official sign. Go online and search Vauxhall Electric Vans today. Vauxhall's best-selling electric van range, energising a better Britain. Terms and conditions apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport, the record book. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Game Day Record Book podcast. I know what you're thinking. What the hell are you going to talk about? Well, um, for all of its ferocious implications uh, for our lives, hopefully for only a couple of months, um, the coronavirus does dominate. Um, there's been no football, but it's been an awful lot of stuff around football, and indeed, in some cases, replacing it. I'm Danny Kelly, and over the next uh, 40 minutes, hopefully, we'll still bring you here on the Record Book Podcast, the Villain of the Week, the Hero of the Week, the Performance of the Week, and the Worst Performance of the Week, often, I'm afraid, a little bit slanted through the prism of the medical emergency. To help me do that, because, of course, it is one of the great type ropes ever walked in show business, I'm delighted to say... Who else will we get but someone who speaks with such measured clarity and never, ever goes off piste or anything like that? It's Tom Rennie. Hello, Tom. I thought you were doing him, not me. No, I no, appreciate that. No, no. And to bring some common sense to the thing, and, of course, to blame if it all goes uh, memories up, I'm delighted to say we've also got a former Arsenal and Southend United uh, midfielder, great friend, of course, to talk sports uh, various uh, platforms. Uh, Adrian Clark. Hi, Adrian. Hello, dear, oh dear. I was booked on Common Sense. Was I? <laughs> well, well done for making your debut on this most bizarre of all shows. Very special I'm going to start by saying we're going to have a laugh about various things. That's the tone of the show. We don't underestimate the virus in any way, shape or form. And our advice to you all, of course, is to try and do everything you can, A, to be safe yourself and as the next couple of weeks unfolds, if you can help out somebody else, an elderly neighbour, somebody who's in any way incapable of helping themselves, whatever, even if it's just going to the shops and getting a pint of milk, make sure you do that as well. Social media, and of course you'll probably listen to this on some form of social media, has turned us all into little republics of one. Remember, we can still help each other. I'd like you to do that. This is a statement from Arsenal that has recently been released saying that their manager, Mikel Arteta, has tested positive for coronavirus. It's not surprising. Uh, Arsenal's game has been called off. 
against Brighton. I think that the public's health is the most important aspect in, in all of this. So um, I think for us as uh, working in football, it's having that agility to, to move with uh, whatever happens, really. Also just had a statement from the Premier League. They're saying that they will have an emergency meeting tomorrow to discuss future fixtures. No more information at this stage, but as you gentlemen have just been saying, clearly this could throw a bit of a spanner in the works with the Premier League's plans to have fixtures this weekend. I think it would be uh, a poor shout if... If, it, if we had to go ahead with it, bearing in mind both clubs have made it clear that they've got players who have been sent home this week. A difficult situation for everybody, but I must stress I think the welfare of every individual is more important than trying to finish a season or a football match or a tournament. And in the last few moments, uh, it has now been confirmed. The FA Premier League, the EFL, the Barclays FA Women's Super League and the FA Women's Championship have collectively agreed to postpone the professional game, all football in England, until the 3rd of April at the earliest. Tom, well, who's your villain of the week? If there was me and my villain and one of us was going to save your life, the other would let you drop through the lift shaft, <laughs> which one would you trust the most? Karen Brady. Yeah, good point. Well made. Well, my villain is Karen Brady. Um, How can that be? Because she is weaseling, weaseling your team out of relegation. In her to be world. honest, I she is my villain of the week. But you know how sometimes Jamie Vardy has been our villain of the week, and we have a begrudging respect for them. Yeah. The opportunism of Karen Brady in this situation, <laughs> I think, has to be rewarded. Um, now, just for those that have missed huh? this, right? Uh, so on Friday, I was on air doing a show, and we heard a rumor. It went round the Twitter sphere that a Premier League club. Club, who knows who it could be, but a Premier League club has suggested we should void this season. I, of course, immediately thought it was Tottenham. Of course, yeah. of course. So there, <laughs> was, there were only three names that possibly came to mind. Number one was Manchester City, uh, because of everything that's happened to them, not championship contenders, blah, blah, blah. Number two was Tottenham Hotspur, because last year they were in the Champions League, this year top half finish would be a blessing, and they've got Jose Mourinho in charge, yeah. injury problems, blah, blah, blah. If they voided this season, mm. we could get... Richie Pochettino back. Yes. <laughs> Just go back in time. But unfortunately, West Ham get Pellegrini back. So I think that's how it works. Then the other one that everyone sent us at the time is it's got to be West Ham. You know it's West Ham. Bingo. Reprehensible, <laughs> lacking in moral fibre, opportunistic, horrid West Ham. Was there ever a time that we were everyone's second club? Wasn't that a thing they used to say about yeah. people at West Ham in the 80s? I mean, no more, my word. So... Day one of this coronavirus outbreak, mm. minutes after we find out there is no Premier League and everyone's scrambling, what are we going to do? She appears on television mm. with, with a thermometer under her tongue to I mean, announce. She <laughs> appears uh, in her column in The Sun. Mm. Now, you know, that has been criticised by supporters. I don't want to get into that, but some supporters have said she should not be doing this article. It embarrasses the club on a, a regular basis. Uh, and again, don't want to get into that. Uh, but she said this. There is no dodging the possibility that all levels in the EFL, as well as Premier League, will have to be cancelled and this season declared null and void because if the players can't play and games can't go ahead, then we cannot have a season. And she goes on to say, scrub Euro 2020, forget this, dump that, football cannot be finished, finish the whole lot. There is no semblance in the entire article of... Um, we can finish the season somehow. And she says, yeah, it's a huge blow to Liverpool, who might be robbed of their first title in 30 years, but... <laughs> I, I, look, the, the problem is, it looked, her, her idea looks ridiculous now. A month down the line, if there's been 
some deaths, and there will be some significant deaths. Um, somebody very famous or very beloved in the, among the senior population, some child, of course, with an underlying medical condition will die. The narrative will change completely. But at the moment, um, mm. she just um, she just went out on the end of the plank and said, "Now nah, call all this off. Adrian, mm. I'm going to ask you, I mean, one of the amazing things that happened over the weekend was the first of Wayne Rooney's columns in the Sunday Times, a magnificent picture of him, incidentally, but on the back page of it, um, where he said that he felt the players had been used as guinea pigs. I think I know what he meant. Um, is that where he gets the hair for the beard? Gu- guinea pigs? Is that the revelation? Because it's not human, is it? You, you're, you, I'm just looking at your beard now. I have been at home for like four days uh, waiting for my wife to have our baby. And so I'm not, I'm not shaving. I'm not leaving her side. I've moved my, my mother in for this podcast. Have you going got straight a home. bag of stuff for the hospital? The we have three, we've got that. three bags, a suitcase for the wife, bag for baby, and a backpack for me, which is filled with biscuits and a phone charger. Ma- ma- just a, th- a thought about this. If the hospitals, God forbid, yeah. are overrun with people sick from the virus, what are they going to do about maternity folks? Well, I have had six NCT classes, and so I feel, as a modern white man in Britain, that I'm able now to deliver a baby. Yeah. And I think if anyone can be trusted to do it, it's all clean hands. Would Am I, I right? Trust you or Karen Brady more? In this case, you, actually. Adrian, what did you make Friends about- for life you got now, by the way. <laughs> NCT classes. Oh, That's I know. Great way to We're texting break. each other. We're having I mean, a wonderful the, the, time. The, 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 I mean, I hate the, clo- I hate the idea of playing behind closed doors. Mm, mm. We saw Regani of Juventus. He, play, he was on the subs bench behind closed doors and caught it from somebody else, yeah. you know. Um, what do you think of the players actually all this will be? I think for now they want to get out of it. I think once they saw that every every other division w- w- was doing that, they felt... Except the National what, League. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that possibly. Now, I, I can perfectly understand where, where Wayne Rooney was coming from with this one. I don't think the players wanted to carry on. But also... They don't want to play behind closed doors either. I think I think that football without fans. I mean, we've all sat there and watched. It's nonsense. Mm. It's I mean, it's, nonsense. it's awful to watch, isn't it? But somewhere down the line, yeah, Tom's, no, ma- it's, Tom, it's, it's, Tom's making his. Are it, you sure about that face? It's like uh, watching it's a training mi- session. For no ten one wants, minutes, it's a novelty. No one wants hearing, to watch a training hearing, session. Uh, uh, Emilio, pass, pass the ball. I and actually then... think that's kind of brilliant. No. Uh, I love to watch. I've watched. I've enjoyed all of the behind closed doors games. I've enjoyed Seriously? the. Almost personal relationship I had with Neymar during the PSG Borussia Dortmund game. I felt physically close to him. So physically close, I could be ill. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm not against it. Sorry, if you get too close to him, you will be ill. That's the whole point. Yeah, and that's that's not a COVID-19 thing. That's a Neymar thing. I'm really clear on this. I think think that it is absolutely vital that we finish the season, whether that is in July, August, September, even October, just for the integrity and fairness of, of, of the sport. Of, of sport, of the sport of football. And I, I think to just toss the season aside would be absolutely wrong. Now, I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Perspective will change. It really will change. But, yeah, but it yeah. would also swing back at some point where we get on with our lives I again. I suppose uh, exactly 100 years ago, I suppose you, you approved... Um, when they rejigged the leagues after the First World War, and Arsenal had finished mid-table um, in the second division, were put mm. into the Premier into the top league at the expense of Tottenham. I suppose you approved of that as well. <laughs> right, of course, naturally. Yeah, 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 I thought so. So, so some seasons no. can finish naturally; others. Can Adrian just... Brady over here. But what I will say is that, that, that while the thought of behind closed doors football is 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 unpleasant, really. I think it pales into significance in terms of if that's the only way yeah. we can get the seasons completed, I think that footballers and even football fans will accept So right. would you would you take it behind closed doors 
but we continue it as opposed to we cancel at it. At a point whereby it was safe to do so, yeah, as in it was safe for the players to play. They they were they, they were sufficiently clear, but but we we weren't at that point where but where fans were allowed. Up, you're going in. to end up because there'll still be some thoughts about safety. You're going to end up with Wembley being used for all the London teams and playing yeah. six games mm. happening in the course of the day, well, aren't you? Well, you're saying mm. that like that's a bad thing. Everything you just said sounds fantastic. I love everything about that. <laughs> we just finished the whole thing but in one stadium across one week. But you're <laughs> used to watching football in ill-designed giant stadiums with no crowd. And you're used to watching football <laughs> with a crowd that's extremely extremely silent and you wouldn't know they were there I know I honestly don't know what he's talking about honestly Spurs are the big winners here I I don't think anyone's talking about this no one said that for a while Spurs when it does resume of course we'll have Harry Kane fit probably Son but then again it'll be after June 30th so they'll be sold won't they because no one wants to be there anymore but they still will have the manager they've got so it's not not Uh, quite that easy Um, who is who is your uh, villain of the week, Adrian? Well, well, uh, uh, you know, I, I fully endorse Tom's nomination. I sort of raise it, and so uh, I, I, I'm going to raise I, it. Well, that's what I like to hear. I yeah. found a French Karen Brady, uh, oh. Jean-Michel Aulas. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. The Lyon uh, president uh, slash never, owner. Never, never, a bit like Karen. Never afraid of a headline. Never yeah, afraid saying, of a headline. Basically, said, look, over in England, this this really intelligent lady has uh, has proposed. He cited Brady. He cited Brady. Oh yeah, he did. He oh, cited Brady. Yeah. And uh, said, "Look, it's been proposed in England. I I agree wholeheartedly. Let's uh, let's have a blank season. Let's just let's just call it quits. This, of course, with Leon eighth, no chance of, yeah. of qualifying for the Champions League. And Marseille have been particularly vociferous in in their response. And friend of yours, uh, Tom uh, Dimitri Payet, the uh, heroic." Dimitri Payet has, uh, has taken to Twitter and he's got involved with some some hashtags. Hashtag he has cracked. Hashtag <laughs> need to take his temperature quick. Uh, he oh. mock the illness. But, when Dimitri but, Payet yeah. is on the right side of history, you know something's gone wrong. And and also, I mean, how have you? How have Leon declined so badly? I mean, they got rid of Tanga and Dombele, mm. and they still got worse. It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Remarkable. Uh, listen, uh, without coming too political about it, Ben Elton style in the nineteen eighties. My villain of the week is the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, because in some ways he forced me doing something I never ever like to do, and that's to give credit to the Premier League. Uh, when he and his scientific advisors came out and said, you see what everyone else is doing, we're confronting the virus head on, closing stuff down, isolating people as best they can. Mm. Nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to let the virus pass through the population, uh, which will give after about 66% have had it, some kind of immunity to the next bout of it. Uh, and so, so carry on playing the football. Don't worry about that. The problems with that were twofold. One, he didn't show any leadership to organisations that were desperate to be told what mm. to do, mm. being left up to them. And two, the mathematics don't make any sense to me. Even allowing for a 1% uh, death rate, and it's nearly 8% in Italy, by the way, mm. that means that if, say, the 66% of the population of Britain, about 40, 42 or 3 million people got it, you'd have nearly half a million dead bodies in a couple of months. Mm. I don't think you thought this through, Johnson. Mm. More importantly... It was the central government not leading people. Now, I'm all, I'm all for that most of the time. Let people do what they want to do. This is a different one. Similar case in New York, in America, rather, where Trump has come out and despite d- displaying us a wonderful uh, group of men wearing what were, I presume, still Armani suits that are all of a certain age, weren't mm. they? Um, the advice was just carry on as best mm. you can. One state after another said, no, that's not right. New York closed down the theatres and the bars and all the rest of it. And one state after another is done. I don't 
want him to be our villain of the week because it's outside of our normal remit. But I thought, given that the scientists were doing their best, I thought the Prime Minister's performance in trying to be Churchillian, saying some terrible things are going to happen, but we're going to be all right. He gave no leadership at all. And the Premier League, to their absolute credit, instead of going for the nonsense of games behind closed doors mm. or for the money of carrying on, said, all right, look, and it wasn't Arteta's illness. That, that, I think that's a coincidence. I genuinely believe they were heading to doing the right thing in the face of the Prime Minister's the, 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 the timing, The timing doesn't work on that. I think the Premier League were pushed by Arteta's illness because we all received something at 5 yeah. o'clock saying it was going ahead. Then we received something at 9 o'clock approximately saying we're having a meeting tomorrow and then we hear at 7 or 8 o'clock the next morning that it's off. So well, if I, it, I don't it, think we can make the Premier League the hero in this or, or it, Boris Johnson no, for that if matter. That, if you that know, that I think they're all... Re- if that, if mm. it took Mikel Arteta's illness and great to hear that he's, mm. he's on the men now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Um, then so be it, you know, because I mean, it, Rooney reveals in his Sunday Times column that the players at Derby knew that three of the players at Leicester yeah. had it. Before that, well, this is the thing as well. The, the Premier League yeah, knew that wasn't big enough, with the three though. Leicester no. players that they were isolating, and we knew Benjamin Mendy at City Bless was isolating. Him, yeah. We knew that as fact, and they were still happy in, in the Leicester situation for the Watford game early to go ahead twelve thirty on Saturday with essentially three players down and what was going to become a pandemic. Now that to me speaks of a massive inertia that could have led to players essentially playing against people that have got COVID-19 that weekend, the weekend we've just been through. That just seems utterly irresponsible to me, considering that all workplaces are closing down. And, and Nigel Pearson put it best. I love Nigel Pearson. I think it's fantastic. Good, he? And he essentially said that Boris Johnson showed a lack of leadership. And he said playing games behind closed doors was a stupid idea. We need positive action. Pearson for Prime Minister. Johnson couldn't get the Watford job. <laughs> all right. Who's the villain of the week then? I'm going to put Johnson back into the into the boat here because you two have uh, rather stuck up me there. Mm-hmm. Is it Boris Johnson and the way they rea- reacted to big events in general? Incidentally, the money-making machine that is Cheltenham carried on right until wow. Friday evening. Um, mm. Or is it Karen Brady for leading the let's uh, pretend that nothing happened this season brigade? Or even more funny, is it Jean-Michel Aras of Lyon for not even having the original thought but just backing up <laughs> Karen Brady's idea? Tom? I feel like these are all the same thing. So yeah. I feel like we're all villains this week. Yeah. I think we, we all won and simultaneously lost. <laughs> well, I think a combat, yeah, the, the, the brady Olas dynamic is, yeah. is just so villainous that we can't ignore it. Um, I, I think Boris's yeah. strategy is very risky and I completely agree with, with what you're saying, but but the the utter selfishness of these two, yeah. these two characters... It's is, indefensible, isn't it, at this particular time? It's kind of indefensible. I, I feel, I yeah. feel so. All right, well, I, I will, we'll go for a brady Olas uh, uh, duo uh, as the villains of the week. Adrian, why don't you start with your uh, hero of the week? And if, and if Karen Brady was an unlikely, unlikely villain, well, then so is your hero well, of the week. Well, uh, it, it, we, public service. You know, this man has, has spent his entire life, hasn't he, uh, serving the public and, ju- and just sort of running, just making sure, making sure f- first up that the football world is is a, is a better Adrian place. Durham. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, no. He, he, he does. Alan yeah. Brazil. Gianni Infantino. What a man. Um, now, look, he's not one to take himself seriously. We've seen that down the years, haven't we? And, he's I, great so, very, and very I don't take him seriously either. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a great game of making us not take him seriously. He's absolutely uh, fantastic. Great job. Why doesn't he, with all due respect, he, he has a similar sort of tonsorial style to yourself. Why doesn't he grow a beard? Tonsorial? Yeah. Tonsorial. 
Tonsorial. Yeah, wise, yeah. I don't know that word. That's far uh, too intelligent for me. Monks, uh, when they, when they, is as a sign of their devotion to God, needs to uh, take out the top of their hair, top right. of the crown. That's called a tonsure. And anything to do with your haircut, and Adrian's is mm. fine. Mine is what you'd expect from a wizardy old man. Yes. And yours is what it is. That's tonsorial. I had no idea mm-hmm. of that word. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. And he hasn't grown a beard, but he's got a stronger chin than me. Stick stick with uh, this the, the Game Day Record Book podcast. <laughs> and by the end of the season, you'll know everything. Of course, the end of the season might be three years away. Yes. <laughs> or this could be it now. No, no, he's, what did Infantino well, do? He's my hero with a slight tongue-in-cheek this week because we, 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 we owe him. He, he has given... The consummate uh, professional washing of hands tutorial. If if we didn't know, did we how to how to wash our hands properly? I actually didn't know. No, no. I think this is all new knowledge. Right? The Isn't knuckle it? thing, the over-the-top knuckle oh, thing. And what is that? The thumb. I'd never seen that before. Now, <laughs> now he took it to a new level. He's but basically he, took so his shirt off. No, he didn't. <laughs> so it was to the camera. Washed his feet as well. <laughs> it was a one minute twenty washing hands special, where whereby he used his elbow yeah. to 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 put the water on. So so he didn't. He didn't I've done that in some bathrooms. Um, but. Uh, and basically, he said, "Look, you should wash your hands." He, he outlined how much soap to put on. Started to demonstrate. He said, "Really and truly, it should be two minutes." But for the sake of the video, what? you know, I'm going to sacrifice. Now, that. see, yeah. now the the amount of time you spend doing that special thing with your thumb um, has increased because originally it was twice through happy birthday to you yes it, which yeah. is like 20 yeah. seconds 23 seconds absolutely yeah. now they're saying two minutes by the end of this thing Honestly, we'll be yeah. washing our hands four or five hours my a day my hands are we? so dry already like I'm, I, oh. you know, I'm barely getting to the 30, you, 20 second you got your moisturiser it's all sold out mate there's <laughs> no moisturiser left so yeah anyway it's a heroic performance for, from Infantino he's basically helping the world As he, he just helps football he's now helping the world I, I, a cleaner I, I, place. I, did, I saw it and because I can't take anything seriously that he does um, and I know I should be watching exactly how to do the hand washing thing. It wasn't for me. But then <laughs> Alison Becker, Liverpool's goalkeeper, arguably the most important pair of hands mm. in world football. Not true. O'Blacks are the most important mm. hands in world football. Um, showed how he did it very similarly, including turning the water off with his elbow. Um, and it was magnificent. So, whereas Infantino, I wasn't taking any of that, now I'm <laughs> copying very closely what Alison Becker does with his hands. There's been loads of these videos this week that I've absolutely loved. Uh, I love Gloria Gaynor. Oh, did you watch this? Oh my heart. Yeah. Playing, playing I Will Survive yeah, in yeah. the background yeah. on her like Instagram live feed love or something. Bear in mind, she's, in, she's in the endangered hands. part of the population. Yes, 78 So that took some stuff yeah. to get out and do. I thought that it was, was great. That was fantastic. And yeah. there was also one by Hugh Jack. Jackman, Wolverine himself, uh, but this got taken down quite quickly because conservationists were furious that when he did the hand washing, he left the tap running, yeah. and they said that Hugh Jackman was doing a disservice to humanity and forced him, because Twitter is a horrid place, to take his video down, which was essentially telling his two, three million fans on Twitter to wash their hands. So there you go. Don't do anything good. Do nothing is what we're saying. So, Adrian, you've gone for Gianni Infantino. Mm. Uh, it's quite hard to wash those spikes if you're Wolverine. Maybe that was why. <laughs> Rust, also, get rusty? Yeah. Well, you'd never, also, would you ever get to the right to the very end of you'd it? You'd never be able to do it. That's about 40 <laughs> minutes of washing every time you go to the bathroom. You'd, and you'd end up having an assistant washer. You which, have to. Which breaks down the whole point of being So that's another, that's another ex-man. You've got to wash their hands for a minute and a half. And then it's being filmed by a shoe magneto. And then what happens then? Because well, he could just t- turn the tap off at any moment. It's Magneto's fault, if anything. Come on, McKellen. Help us out next time. <laughs> what? I mean, you think what that was... was the a, question? You think that was ridiculous. <laughs> Who is your hero of the week? Oh, my hero of the week is the company Hasbro. Ah. Um, because 
I have been, as I've mentioned, locked up indoors with my wife, who has been on maternity now for two weeks, uh, ten she's days or so. She's all well, she bless her. She's all well, she's Fantastic. doing fine. I've got her totally isolated from the population. <laughs> including yourself. Including me. Um, so when I come home from work, I have seven days isolation downstairs. She'll be upstairs living the life. But she is not a home bird. She hates to be at home. She likes to be right. out and about doing things. So it was already going to be a struggle. Now I've kind of quarantined her in the house. Uh, it sounds a little bit bad, that, but I yeah. mean, it's for her own mm. good, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I bought a whole Gaslight, bunch. I bought a whole bunch of vintage video game, uh, uh, board games, not video games, right. not that modern. Mm. A whole bunch of vintage board games, and we played on Saturday, on my first Saturday off uh, on during the season for nine years. Um, we played what is now my favourite board game of all time. It's a battle across six territories for diplomacy. Conflict and Conquest. It is, of course, the classic 1958 game, Risk. Yeah. And we spent nearly two hours battling for South America, (laughs) which is only four territories, but now we're at the stage where I've got, like, ten troop battalions ready to come in. It is a brilliant game, but it it does require, normally, Mm. more than two people to play it, because Mm. if you've got four or five players, a lot of... Um, treachery goes on. You can make a deal with Adrian over mm. there, and then as soon as he gets the dice, he says, right, I'm attacking you from the rear, um, and, and, and so on. But and we couldn't have any friends wrapped. No. It's not that I haven't well, got any friends. Well, and but I'm glad you mentioned Risk, not just because mm. it's mentioned by REM, let's play Twister, let's play Risk, etc. Mm. Yes. But because, it's, it, it, in my mind, it, it adds up to one of the most wonderful football experiences of my life. Oh. Um, when I first went to university, 1976, there you are, I'll tell you how where I am, um... It was the, the, the European Championships were played in the early weeks of the, of the autumn, so mm-hmm. in September. Mm-hmm. Um, and bizarrely, there was only four teams. It was now, well, it's 174 teams now, the European yeah. Championships, isn't it? Well, it doesn't happen anymore. Four it doesn't matter. teams, <laughs> 1976, this would have been Yugoslavia, um, uh, Holland, West Germany, and Czechoslovakia, the eventual winners. There were only four games the two semifinals, the final, and the third place match. Now, we played Risk day after day after day in my, with my new friends with a television at the end of the room. And I have to tell you now that for all, I cannot remember football of a, high, of a higher quality. The, the two semi-finals and the final were the greatest games of football I ever saw. Um, perhaps because they weren't tired out by playing rounds of 16 <laughs> and group matches yeah. and the rest of it. And, of course, Holland were a great team. Germany were a great team. Yugoslavia, if you think about all the teams they are now that are good teams, were a great team. And Czechoslovakia were better than not and won the final with a Penenka penalty. But I can, there's a part of me that has that summer, which was very hot, 1976, yeah. and the championship and risk all in one place. Yeah. So you're, you're on And you were riding there. high after yeah. your battle victory I, in Okutsk. I own risk, and, and I, I've had one game. <laughs> yes. And it was incomplete. Why incomplete? Because <laughs> you were playing I forever. Played, I brought it for my son years ago. Uh, he was a teenager, right. and he really got into it. But none of us knew how to play it, but he was determined to, to keep going. And, but I only saw him every fortnight because I thought she didn't live with me, blah, blah, blah. So I saw him once every two weeks. So we would To re- resume risk. Re- oh, I love that. That is so <laughs> good. Was, the game lasted six weeks. I think we all, we all unilaterally agreed in the end. Let's just knock it He's there. 30 we, now. We he doesn't want to keep playing risk. On. It's his wedding day. Let's <laughs> stop playing risk. My, my hero of the week um, is a surprise to me as well. And that is the charity. You can all help me with, it, with examples. The charitable response um, of English football to the coronavirus. Um, in America, the first play, big sporting event that said, right, this, is, this has got to stop, was the NBA. And immediately, 
uh, NBA players were saying, well, I'm going to give $100,000 to make sure that the people who run the stadium we play in uh, don't get laid off uh, or get paid properly. All the people at the training ground make sure they got paid properly. And I thought, ah, this may not be the way English football works. I mean, often yeah. very much each mm. to their own. But, and we can all find examples here, uh, gradually, as the scale of what we face has become obvious, um, English football has started to move mm. it's great humour we'll talk about mm. that later on but it started to move towards helping out first of all we saw that Jordan Jordan Henderson who just finds it very hard to do anything wrong these days doesn't he mm. um, realised that there was at least one um, fan related food bank which relied on people going to Anfield and the game being mm. on for them to make their contributions I think they, mm. then the food was taken to West Derby um, whose MP Ian Byrne had got in touch with Jordan and Jordan said don't worry Whatever, I'll make sure there's food mm. for the food bank. And for that, bless his heart, that mm. is fantastic. And uh, yeah. I know Angel Rangel goes against all footballs, but going out <laughs> Christmas Day and giving out food to the poor, whichever city he's playing in. Mm. Are there other? There are other examples that have come yeah, out. Yeah, there's there. a few nice ones actually. Yeah. Um, there's one that, that many would have seen at Aston Villa yeah. uh, donated the food to the homeless following the Chelsea postponement. Spurs did the same. Uh, so the game got postponed. The Spurs game, yeah. as well, and there was a surplus of food for the game. Staff packed lunches and hot food for hospitality areas was prepared in advance, so it's all there, uh, and they distributed it to various homeless organisations, sheltered accommodation units, uh, through the Aston Villa Foundation. Uh, and that's something, as you say, Spurs did and a few other clubs as well. Mm. Uh, and there was another one as well. I hadn't thought about this at all, actually. Uh, so I read this uh, on the Wolves website on the way in. So Molyneux, of course, is now closed, it's, but it's totally closed, and so no staff are allowed in, the offices are closed, and there's a lot of people there working on a shift basis, cleaners, what have you. Uh, so the owners of Wolverhampton Wanderers, Foson, and their chairman, Jeff Shee, have confirmed uh, that every staff member is getting paid in full as if Molyneux was still open during the time it's closed. And there's loads of these. Yeah, no, no, and, that, and that is fantastic, because I had a feeling that this, that this stuff would fall between the cracks, because you know that when individual clubs get into trouble, it's the tea lady who doesn't get paid, while the players, Adrian, with all due respect, mm. with their, uh, their their third creditors, aren't they? Mm. And they always do get paid. All right, and so Heroes of the Week, these are all very good, actually. Mm. Um, board games like Risk, which allow you uh, to see out... The... Oh, can I say as well, briefly? I put no. this up on... I've got, I've got to mention it, right? I know... I, Jeremy will be all right. Um, I, I put it up on Twitter about the fact that I was playing Risk, and I don't really post that very much on like, other right. things, but I put it up, and a load of people got back in touch with me to tell me what they were playing. And so I got a load of pictures back from people around the world. So oh, one, uh, one girl was playing Pandemic. Uh, yeah. I hope she washed her hands before she played. Uh, one guy sent me a picture of him playing Subutio. Another guy was playing with his son. You remember those, those big head toys used to get in the 90s of yeah. famous players? Yes. Like he was playing a weird football game with his like yeah. five-year-old son about it, best, which yes. is amazing. There was a load of people sent me like Warcraft and um, what's, the, what's the one where they all kind of sit around the board and they make up the stories? And it's... it's uh, you know, Adrian, you had a kid once. Of course it called that one where they pretend to be wizards and stuff. Anyway, I didn't understand it, but he, uh, it sent me a picture of like a goblin that he could possibly be. Well, this is it not was the fantastic. last I loved of it. games that's going to be in mm. today's show. So let me, let me ask you then, um, uh, risk and board games to uh, see you through the long, rather lonely uh, nights and days of uh, self and what is the word again? Isolation. Isolation, yeah. Yep. Um, Gianni Infantino um, washing his hands for the general ed education of the populace or the unexpectedly charitable efforts, although I know they all do a great deal of work for charity and all the rest of it, mm. uh, of uh, early runners and riders of Jordan Henderson, people like that. Tommy, why don't you start calling you Tommy again now? I'm gonna start I like that. it, DK. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that the as much as I enjoyed Risk mm. and as much oh. as Enfantino was hilarious, mm. I think the, the charitable 
um, way in which a lot of the clubs have reacted. This has been great, and and it's the kind of thing we want to encourage and continue. And I'm sure it will. Uh, and that's got to be the hero this week. Adrian's such a nice man. I know he's going to say that as well. No question. Yeah, the, the, yeah absolutely. Just, just I stand down my nomination. Well, though, it's worth, worth, but yeah, I hope we don't get to the stage mm. where we're having to build temporary hospitals like they did in or in in uh, Wuhan, China. Yeah. Mm. But what they where they built them was in sports stadia. Mm. Yep. The center of the sports stadia is ideal for building. You know, a thing that will hold hold six hundred beds. Um, and then you've got all the offices around where people can do their thing. Just bear in mind, mm. for instance, London has a great number of these very large yeah. buildings now lying absolutely empty. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Euros All Access podcast is proudly sponsored by Vauxhall. I just wanted to take a moment to make sure that all of our listeners are aware of the new Vauxhall Combo Electric. The Combo Electric is Vauxhall's new compact van that is made right here in Britain at their Ellesmere Port plant. Not only does the new van look fantastic and with a striking redesign, but by manufacturing the Combo Electric locally, Vauxhall is helping to support the British workforce. Local manufacturing also reduces the cost of going electric, making the transition accessible for more businesses. With an electric range of up to 205 miles on a single charge and one year's free public charging included, the new Combo Electric is ready to take on whatever you throw at it. Head online today and see for yourself. Search Vauxhall Electric Vans and prepare to lead the charge. Vauxhall's best-selling electric van range, energising a better Britain. Terms and conditions apply. We get on to our performance of the week. Um, there's some, I mean, given there was no football, there's some shockers here. Um, Adrian, why don't you start? Well, it involves a footballer who is self-isolating, I guess, at home with his girlfriend. Oh, um, here we go. Perry. Oh, no, I thought it was something else. From, I can't remember the band. Um, I have no yeah, idea. The girl band. Um, but but o- Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is, is the footballer I'm talking about. He has undoubtedly produced the performance of the week. He's also entertained the masses Go on. with a dance routine. Now, right. it's not just any dance routine. It is coordinated to the max. It's clearly something he and Perry have been working on for, for, for hours on end. It's incredibly complicated. It is fast. It's great to watch. But what makes it even more special is that he somehow defies picking up another injury, <laughs> which is really, really amazing for the Ox. Um, he's on a slippy marble floor. He's decided to do this dance routine going upstairs, which is not easy. It's not easy sometimes to walk upstairs. He's dancing upstairs, tippy tapping. And he's doing it in socks, which which I think health health and safety would, never would go on word. marble in socks. No, exactly, it, the, the slip hazard is is incredible, but somehow he and Perry pull it off, and it is genius in my view. And it it kept me entertained, and and for me it was 
the performance of the week, <laughs> Alex Oxlade Chamberlain with Perry. Has he has he been topped by the very recently uh, uploaded James Milner film? <laughs> With him getting ready for the What's the Milner film? What happened oh, in that? Uh, James, of course, uh, there's both. His own uh, account is brilliant because mm. he knows how to play on his he's own. He's taken image. off the whole boring Milner he thing, hasn't he? The for boring himself. Milner one is desperate. On the real one, mm. um, he's getting ready for the lockdown and for the uh, uh, self isolation. He's taking a lot of tea bags out of a box marked. Um, Yorkshire tea and put him into an identical canister that says Milner tea and he's just <laughs> moving from one to the other. It is fabulous. He's a good man. He's organised. Yeah, no, he's no, a good he's, man. He, he, what a great player. <laughs> yeah. What a great bloke. And um, Not a champion this year though, sadly. League's void. Sorry, mate. Yeah, if Cameron Brady gets her away. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vote Brady. Brady. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my performance of the week uh, comes from much nearer to home for me. Um, obviously, it's been Cheltenham, and the controversy about that going on is neither, you know, it's one thing or another. But my, I have a nephew called John. He's a, he's a, a brainy little cove and uh, earns plenty of money. He doesn't need money, but he put up on the family WhatsApp group. It's sport related. Don't worry about it. Um, like all young people, he spends all his time with the phone in his left hand yep. doing small bits of betting. Yes. He admits that one evening he'd had what he describes as a few sips of whiskey. And he'd done his bets. <laughs> he'd done his bets. I think one was for Cheltenham. It's an accumulator. Cheltenham and football in very obscure countries where there's still football going on. One South American game, and I think the other one might have been in Turkey. Um, and as I say, he'd had a few sips of whiskey. And he'd done this bet, you know, for a tenner, whatever it was. But somehow, either he'd fallen asleep on the keyboard of his phone, or whatever reason, he, as I say, he couldn't quite work it out, he'd done the same bet ten times, which meant he was standing to lose about 100 quid. Except that the three bloody things came in, and he's £1,700 to the what? good. Incredible. He has got... Ten bets, each one of them won 170 quid, and he's 1,700 quid better off. Now, in my family, that is regarded as riches. That really is, you know, he'll be called king now and dragged through the streets um, with hand-picked maidens strewing petals. But he can't spend it at the pub. Adrian's reminding me that I've heard the last two hours that the pubs in Ireland have been closed down by the Irish government. I mean, two days for St. Patrick's, I, I think there'll be Good luck to you. riots. Incredible. I think there'll be riots. Good luck with all your endeavours, Ireland. House, house parties are banned as well, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're yes, they don't want people just transferring to the front room. And diddly, diddly, Which, of course, diddly, they will do. St. Patrick's Day, everyone stays at home. I can I definitely see that happening. What happened was there was a day, you know, we, we, the Irish government's been laying the law down about the virus very seriously and then in the student and party area of Dublin Temple Bar somebody put up a bit of film of a lock-in about half past two in the morning not only were people drunk still drinking dancing <laughs> dancing on the bar and on the tables they were also snogging each other licking each other if you if the virus what are you doing here Danny if the virus could have uh, could have organised a party this would have been the one he wanted to go to right <laughs> and he would have turned up there with a bottle saying yeah Dave asked me and, and, <laughs> like one of those chicken pox parties and, yeah. and Simon Coveney I think um, <laughs> Jeremy can help me I think he's number two uh, in the currently of course Ireland's got a government at the moment they've got a temporary government but Simon Co and he went crazy on the radio in the morning. He was at the party? Um, he, he, Who was he licking? He, 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 he absolutely went against all the fun and said, no, 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 and they've closed the pubs. Ugh. 
Um, I love your performance of the week, Tom. Do you? Already in advance, yes. Um, I had so much fun trying to find a performance of the week this week, and I do what I always do and just scroll Twitter and see if someone more interesting says something funny, and I'll nick it. Yeah. Well, this week, uh, it was How pretty much... How is your act, by the way? Uh, it's not going great, to be honest. Uh, that's where we get the real comedians in, other weeks where I'm not here. Um, but... There's some brilliant stuff this week, and I have previously on this show given villain of the week to the social media accounts of football clubs. Yeah. They're essentially run by the intern, and yeah. I think, in general, social media is a very, very childish industry, and yeah. I don't feel like anyone who works in it is an actual adult. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. If you're over 25 and working in social media... Um, Supremo of soccer. Um, and Aren't you social media editor? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> I do run a social media page, of course I do, but yeah. I normally get it run by the interns. That's the same look I get when I accuse Simon Jordan of amazing money by being a telephone engineer. <laughs> yeah, and it's because in both instances, you're probably right, but we're going to yeah. swiftly move on. Yeah. Anyway. Some of these big companies are employing some of the smartest people to run their social yeah, media. Yeah, they're all you know, under because... 25 and they hire them as interns yeah, on but, a wage. But get, getting that key message across oh. in just... Just limited. Click it. Click it. Do you believe it's, it's a real skill. If, if the internet goes down, they will no. lose their jobs. No, I don't you know buy that mean? at all. No. <laughs> I just. I mean, put an emoji on it. That'll get clicks. Yeah, turn it in, mate. Anyway, listen. This was some good stuff. I've, you made me go neg. I want to go pause. Yeah, go pause. Mm. Um, Leeds United today. That was negs. Right now, we need two positives. I know. I've got to go two pause. Um, Leeds United today did something fantastic, mm. and that was they played a game of FIFA, which I love, as you know. I actually use this for my commentary research sometimes. I'll play a game on FIFA to learn about team and they had Cardiff City against Leeds United and this game I just flicked on for a second it was at the time it was 2-1 to Leeds and I thought oh, it's actually quite a good game this so I ended up watching it uh, Patrick Bamford who's been awful in real life uh, scores a brace in the game against Cardiff in the simulated game Jack Harrison scored a superb free kick now you might think to yourself what's the point so what well it was watched today the live stream, and this was the last count, about three hours ago, last time I checked this. Um, live, it was watched by 8,000 people, Incredible. which is a pretty decent amount. Mm. Yeah. On demand, it had been watched three hours ago by 158,000 people Blessing. had watched Blimey. this game. Um, and it's been replicated all over the world. So I would, before I came in to do this show, I was watching the Portland Timbers <laughs> up against How New England Revolution. Um, it's a full, it's like 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, you can do 20 minutes each half, I think, is the maximum you can do at the moment. So I didn't watch the full game. I watched, like, the last 20 minutes. But it was about 60-odd minutes I came in. What was the score? Um, so it was 3-1 in this game. In yeah. the Portland Timbers game, uh, it was 4-4. Four, four, yeah. Uh, and the Portland Timbers, Timbers FC, tweeted, a late, late E equaliser makes it 4-4. Four, four. Which I thought was just fantastic. And they are replaying that now. But this is not just a FIFA thing. Like So many of the social media teams have been playing like Connect Four, Tic-Tac-Toe, all sorts of games between I themselves. I saw Southampton. Yeah. I mean, I thought some of that kind of illustrated that they don't think that all their fans are necessarily going to win Mastermind. <laughs> 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 Noughts and blinking crosses. No, but this is like <laughs> it's just it's just the matchups, right? So Southampton Man City played each other. But it was always going to end in a draw. You've got yeah, ages. Yeah, You've yeah. got yeah. ages no to wait up your options. No one ever no one loses. loses. No. So Southampton Man City played each other. Also today, Hull City four by Leverkusen nil. Not sure they, how that happened. Yeah, they needed that win. Hull. That was very true. Yeah. Um, Bristol City beat Villam two by four goals to nil. Um, and another one today is that not just in FIFA because there are many a great football game. Uh, Watford's official Twitter had a game on Football Manager between them oh. and 
Leicester City. Mm. Uh, and they played it, and again, that was watched, at last check, that was watched by 11,000 people. Yeah. I saw yeah. a television executive saying, or, or trying to speculate what they're going to mm. do mm. to cover the. I mean, obviously, I'll be on television a lot, so will Adrian, yeah. so will you. Yeah, I'm glad um, I was third there. Yeah. Like, well, that was almost like a pity, me. You know, I thought it was going up. I, I can't even get on talk sport, let alone television. <laughs> what are you um, on about? The, the, uh, and he was saying. <laughs> and I work well, here. What we need, what we need, he said, is something that is competitive. <laughs> but the competitors don't ever get into close proximity to each other. Mm. And I went yeah. through the list and I thought, we're only going to have televised postal chess here, aren't we? That's about the only thing I could think <laughs> that of. That actually sounds pretty good. I would definitely watch that. <laughs> televised postal chess. Well, the eSport players, they, 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 they yeah. must be rubbing their hands together. They're suddenly going to get more focused. Well, I hope they're not rubbing together. each other's hands together <laughs> because that's a whole other <laughs> thing. And I hope they're doing that thing with their thumb of to make... Well, actually, there is... Thumb. I can't recall what this is now, but one massive e-event has actually been cancelled because oh. if you're playing from home online, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But they, of course, get together in yeah. these amazing events. Like, they sold out the O2... They did. Um, ...to do FIFA in did front of thousands of people. Did you your risk, by the way? When, My what? When you bought it? Did you clean it before? I didn't before. deep clean it, but it was in its cellophane. However, oh. I have bought another vintage video, uh, a board game, twice I've done it now, a board game called Go For Broke. Go, Do you remember no, Go it For won't. Broke? No, no, it, was, uh, no, it was not Hasbro. It's, an, it's like MB Good from game. the 80s. Yeah, that's decent. And Go For Broke, yeah. I got this originally from like a uh, boot sale at my nan's like old person's complex in the 90s. And essentially what you get <laughs> is... Um, it unlimited you money you and you need money. to get rid of the money and so you would land on a square and it'd be like you've gone to Cheltenham and you've won a million pounds at Cheltenham and you and get you've more done money the bet ten times yes ten and you fell asleep doing it uh-huh. I'm playing go for broke in real life now as a freelancer <laughs> in the football world so I'm currently I love the way for you two available for, that, for gags like that for cash <laughs> I right love now. the way you two are advertising that you're available for work throughout the, oh, the, the present emergency have to uh, said. are you unavailable <laughs> oh no no I'm, I'm, I'm well, you'll be on TV. Imagine I'll be on hour after yeah. hour after hour. Yeah. Um, performance of the week then. My nephew John and his uh, falling, <laughs> jam- falling asleep with a betting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sir Patrick Bamford, but not in real life. Or Oxlade Chamberlain, of course, not on a football pitch, but dancing. Um, Adrian, why don't you go first? Uh, I, I kind of want to stick with stick with my original. I, yeah. do, I just think it was a flawless performance, but but I'm willing to be swayed. I actually genuinely enjoyed the Leeds game on Twitter, <laughs> and I'm going to watch the next one. And I've got to say, in general. <laughs> the social media response yeah. in the clubs I'd like to vote for that which takes us in a week when there's been no football to the worst performances of the week Adrian well, who's your worst performance of the week uh, yeah pretty easy to decide this one now I, was, I myself was, was duped by it because I texted you and I was going to nominate Cristiano Ronaldo for, for hero of the week because I read a story saying that he owns all these hotels and that he was going to turn them into hospitals and he was even going to fund it fund it himself and I hadn't really I'd skim read it and I, and I believed it and I thought well, that's a really nice well, gesture for, for a very wealthy football over there in Portugal and it turns out that, that Marker you know the, the very very Propaganda sheet. It's the paper of record if you support Real Madrid. It's a recognised newspaper in in Spain. They published this, and of course it went went viral, and it quickly emerged just hours later that it was made up. No, it was classic classic false news, Classic fake story. Who on earth is writing that story? To what end? To what benefit? I know someone somewhere made some money off it. Yeah. But I don't don't get that algorithmic way that someone made money off this total bull. Mm. How? 
what is the point of duping people into this story? Who won here? It, That's why I don't. It, it I need just someone goes to tell against me. the grain of follow of, the money, the public, as they say, but it's very hard. But it to. just it's just horrible in every sense, isn't it? It's because horrible. You, because it, it's making up a feel good story, and then you're denied that feel good story. And poor old Cristiano well. Ronaldo, presumably, is you know, it's made him look several hundred miles away again in isolation because yeah. the Juventus players are now self-isolating because of the injury, no, sorry, the infectation of Regani, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But there will be people saying, now, well, why, why don't, don't he do it? Exactly. Why doesn't yeah. he do that? And it, uh, yeah, I just thought it was unbelievably poor form from from Marker. Uh, yeah. Shocking performance. It Check was, your sources on your stories at this time. It was especially housing of the first of the first yeah. quarter, wasn't it? I, I said that this is a section where we have to pr- pr- take the worst performance of the week, despite the fact there's been no football. You managed to, as, as so often, Tom, to roll that around and yeah. around itself. I mean, I do do the research for this show. Yeah. I might be the only one, but I do. Well, Jeremy does a lot, but I do some as well. Yeah. Um, and this is the leagues that are. Still playing, ah. of which there are many, and there is stories to that. So in Brazil, they are still playing in the top flight, and a lot of the players do not want to play to the point where the Gremio players Huge walked club, yeah. out in their kit for their game this weekend against Sao Luis. They drew 2-2 in the game. They went out on the field all wearing paper masks, every one of them, Mm. uh, saying we should not be playing. Uh, And the vice president of um, the club, Paolo Lutz, has said we prioritise life and we should not be playing. And yet they have continued to play. Also in Brazil, they are now concerned about getting their fixtures done. Now, I've been trying to find more details on this. I've got one translation, but it comes from the official EC Vitoria page, so it's a real thing. Right. And I'm assuming it's to do with coronavirus, but I don't know that. But EC Vitoria, also in Brazil, are trying to get all their games completed. They've already got a backlog of games, so I believe it's tomorrow, um, but it might well be today, actually. Um, Well, people will listen to this anytime. It's a day, okay? Uh, They're playing two games in the same day. So they've got two games scheduled. One of them, like Liverpool, they're going to send the under-23s. And the other one, they're going to send the first team so they can get their fixtures complete and end this season for them as soon as possible. To what extent, Adrian, Mm. thank you for those, Mm. to what extent... Um, since you're one of the mm. we must finish the season merchants, mm. would you be prepared? No, that's fine. Mm. Would you be prepared to compromise um, on some things? Because someone's going to have to compromise. I only make the point because mm. you've just reminded me that uh, in the North Middlesex Football League on Hackney Marshes, mm. obviously we always used to get into fixture difficulties because the pitches were quagmires mm. for the middle three months of the season. And if you had played, uh, if there was a team in your league who hadn't played at all in February or March, you quite often played them twice the same day, mm. uh, 30 minutes each way. And mm. um, we just said, obviously, three hours, is, you know, unless you're as fit as Adrian Clark, is not going <laughs> to work. Um, so he can't even do three hours of risk now. 40, 14 of us would bowl up there. You play two games, half yeah. an hour each way, with uh, unlimited substitutions. That was the way we did yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, I love it, this. It actually kept the, the kept the integrity of the league that yeah. you spoke about earlier. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. Look, concessions will have to be made. Definitely. Because but, but th- fans... Clubs and the league can't yeah. all get what they want. No, they can't. But, but players too. Sorry. Yeah. Look, I, but I everybody wants Liverpool not to be champions, I right? So we get that. I can't see it happening where they, they play a thirty-minute match. But look, who knows? We, we, you know, it's all up in the air at the moment. But yeah. Well, there is a plan for but, the Champions what? League. They're talking about to maybe just put a final four through yeah. into like a sudden death mm. kind of wrestling match. Oh, yeah. and can you imagine where those final four would mm. be? Can well, you see? Yeah. I th- I, the, the, yeah. No, absolutely. On the subject of, of sort of worst performance, the Super League. I mean. <sighs> on a weekend where football's called off, people aren't shaking hands, 
you've got a sport where you're just grappling each other yeah. for, for, for the entirety of the, of the match. How can that still be going on? National League as well, loads of games. And people, this is the thing, right? So the journalists in the country have had to show some sort of responsibility for it. Every major newspaper sent a journalist to a National League game to cover it and send pictures. Like, everyone's covering it like it's the Premier League. I've got nothing on now. Maybe I should go to a game. That's literally the opposite of what we're telling you to do right now. Don't I, go to games. I presume that there will be no National League. I mean, it'd be nuts if they carried on. I but presume. then they've said, there's the story in The Guardian, the Dagenham Redbridge managing director Steve Thompson has said they yeah. have to keep on playing, mm. otherwise they'll go out of business. Mm. So what do you do with that? Uh, sorry. Where's the solidarity payment? If, if you had a pound for every time an owner or chairman in League One, League Two or the National League said, and that will cause us to go out of business. You'd, you'd still be, have less money than Dagman Redbridge. You, and you'd be, you wouldn't be as rich as my, as my mm. nephew John, um, but you'd be, <laughs> you'd be quite wealthy. Um, I'm not sure I believe it all. Uh, although, I want some professional football to carry on or the TV authorities to show old football oh. or imaginary football. Otherwise, match the day. You could have replaced it with a replay of the 1970 World Cup final in the oh. sunshine between Brazil and Italy. Oh, yeah. You could have shown uh, Bruce Springsteen's performance at half time in the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's You good. could have. There's a million things you could have shown. <laughs> Do you another football one? Stop. Mrs. Brown's <laughs> Blinking Boys. Oh. Now, a quick, quick. Now, I understand how popular it is. I don't hate it. Can I just say this oh. publicly? Everyone seems to hate it. I don't love it. It's not my favourite show. But I don't hate right. it the way some people okay, seem to well, violently the, hate this. In the interest of balance, I'll say I do hate it. Okay. Not, Adrian, split the difference. Not because it's, not funny. Because it's, because it's stereotypical it's about Irish people. What about the it's show? It's just not funny. <laughs> not okay. a, I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not that funny. No, OK. So, what do, so why don't you dislike it? You're a professional comedian. No, but <laughs> I have, I've seen it, and I think it's, it doesn't offend me. Like People seem to be offended by it. It seems just like a pretty rubbish show about... A man dresses a woman in Ireland. Yeah, but, it doesn't yeah. offend me. See, my mum is like Mrs. Brown, but really funny. <laughs> uh, right. And and I and I know millions of them. Well, nearly five million people have got mums just like that. <laughs> All he had to do was look at real old Irish women <laughs> in the way that Father Ted did so brilliantly over the years. Yeah, but you can't say it's rubbish because it's not Father Ted. I'm like, not saying you know what that. I mean? I'm not saying that. It's all right. It's not. It's okay. <laughs> and the people right. seem to like it, right. you know? Mm. Jeremy is, I, I, I am, of course, some diaspora. Jeremy, our producer, is actually Irish. Hold up, marks out of ten, hold up your fingers, how offensive Mrs. Brown's boys is. Ten. There you are, all ten <laughs> pinkies held to the sky. Um, and if if the football authorities had got, or the BBC had got any sense, they would not be getting in line for worst performance of the week by giving us, as a substitute for the holiness that is professional football, Mrs Brown's boys. And apologies to all those of you who love it. You're banned from this podcast, by the way. <laughs> we don't need you. We don't need you. Can I come back if it doesn't offend me? Oh, no, you're, you're welcome. Am I all right? No, you, you didn't say you love it. You said no, you, I don't love you, it. You don't hate it. Okay. But those who love it, uh, we've got so many listeners now since yeah. we won all those prizes a couple of weeks ago <laughs> that I'm happy to cast you off and to send you spinning into the outer darkness. Um, worst performance oh. of the week. Um, leagues that are still going on for whatever reason. <laughs> whatever reason. Uh, Mrs. Brown's boys on the BBC is that a match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Show the world at war. Show something. Show the world at war. (laughs) (laughs) Or marker for making up a load of baloney and horse manure about Cristiano Ronaldo. They're Uh, all so worthy. They're all so worthy. (laughs) 
I can't look beyond. Look, I, I love Match of the Day, and it was just an unbelievably rubbish decision, wasn't it, on their yeah. part to, to go for that? It got so many vintage Match of the Days oh. that, that could have been shown. Jimmy Hill days, the, the Des Lynham. Well, you must like, have been on Match of the Day at one stage. Probably. I think when I played, it was in the era actually where it flipped over to the other side. It was in oh. the, that dark, that dark, oh. that dark period. Was what was it called? It was called the Premiership the match, with the Des Lynham. Yeah, the Premier ma- Premiership or the big match. I can't remember. The so. big match is pre is like 80s. Yeah, that's oh, okay, more. yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't look yeah. like you're in your 50s. Yeah. At least yeah. we didn't have, at least they didn't make Gary Lineker introduce it, did oh. they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I, don't, I don't know enough about Mrs. Brown's boys to do a good joke there, no. <laughs> to be honest. I don't know I what you would have said. I'm happy to yeah. make uh, Mrs. Yeah. Brown's boys mm. in replacing <laughs> Match of the Day um, our worst performance of the week. That nomination will really go over in America where this show goes out. <laughs> Google it, all right? <laughs> well, they, they, they want to widen their... Oh, no, they don't yes. widen their horizons. No. Um, OK, listen, thank you. But in a week where we thought we might struggle to talk nonsense about football because there was no actual football, there was enough nonsense to keep the show going. I want to thank Adrian Clark, an excellent debut. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Tom Rennie, as always, and good luck if Mrs. Tom goes into labour in the next few days. This may be my last show without a baby. Well, we're all we're yeah, all this is it. We're all pulling for you. Is that the right phrase? Yeah, no, that's how we conceived it. <laughs> I'm Danny <laughs> Kelly. This has been the Matchday Record Book Podcast. Continue to tell your friends about how great it is, and don't forget, there's also the appendix that you can download in a couple of days' time. God bless you all. Keep safe and look after each other during the current emergency. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you that the Vauxhall ELCV range is the best-selling electric van range from Vauxhall, which is driving innovation in 2024 with its modern facelifted design and improved electric technology. Now, I know that the transition to an electric vehicle can sometimes feel daunting, but rest assured that when you choose Vauxhall, you're in the safest of hands. The ELC V range is designed to be as accessible as a diesel van with an electric range of 261 miles and with one year's free public charging included, you will find it cheaper to run too. If you're already thinking of making the leap to an electric vehicle, then consider this your official sign. Go online and search Vauxhall Electric Vans today. Vauxhall's best-selling electric van range, energising a better Britain. Terms and conditions apply.